Welcome. I'm Victoria Schnepps, president of Schnepps Media, and today our power woman is a true powerhouse. I am thrilled to be welcoming Sonia Lawrence, who is the president of the New York State Nurses Association with the Health and Hospital Corporation and the Mayoral Executive Committee Chair. So I am so proud to have this moment. So welcome. Thank you, it's a pleasure to be here. So Sonia, every great woman um, has a, a history of how they get started. People say to me, Vicki, how'd you get into the news business? Everyone wants to know how does that happen? And I own 91 newspapers now. I mean, it started with one in my living room, Sonia. So I know that you too have had a journey. Tell us about your growing up years. Did somebody influence you to help you be who you are today? Well, there's really not much to tell except that I just remember one of the, my first encounter with nursing was when my father was a patient in the hospital and the nurses were so instrumental and caring and empathetic, not only to meeting his needs, but to meeting our needs at the family at a very critical time in our lives. And that left an indelible mark on me. But ultimately I got into nursing when I went to Hunter and I started out as a liberal art major, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And there was a program that allowed you to, you know, explore your avenues, where you want to go. So I went in and I researched all the different careers that interest me and nursing paid the most money. Good, good, good choice. <laughs> Wonderful. So well, when, you, when you have, um, you know, the choice that could make money and then it seems to me you fell in love with the career because great success is only when you love what you do. So tell us about your journey now in terms of the leadership and how the, uh, you know, this affects. I mean, this is a very important union, the group that you're president of the New York State Nurses Association. How did that evolve from being a bedside nurse? You know, my my husband was a doctor. He was a nephrologist. And he used to say to me, it's the nurses that run the hospital. <laughs> Power at the front lines. Yes, um, I agree. I started out as a, a nursing student. And so when I decided to go into nursing because of the money. And then um, well, I was forced to drop out of school because I found out I was pregnant and um, I had a bad case of hyperemesis gravidarium. That means that constant morning sickness that you don't get a break from. So oh. it was, yeah, I, it was really bad and I had to drop out, but then I went back and I re-enrolled after my son was born as a single parent. And I um, went through the nursing program. It was a struggle, but ultimately I made it through the program because my goal now was to provide a stable environment for my son, my greatest accomplishment that I am so proud of. He's my only child. And uh, um, yes, I, I am really proud of him. He's a teacher. I believe, I believe our children are our legacy. So you, you have the same feeling that I do. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's a teacher in the public school system giving back. That's how I started in nursing. I wound up in the public hospital because in 1993, the year I graduated, 
there was a hiring freeze on registered nurses and that, you know, Hunter is a four-year college. So I was trained to be a registered nurse. But during my clinical um, hours at Hunter, after my first year, I decided I wanted to know what the state board really was like. So I went to my guidance counselor and I said to him, you know, I want to take the state board. And he said to me, I discourage that because if you take the LPN state board and you fail it, it's not going to look good on a resume when you graduate. And I still insisted I want to take the LPN state boards because I want to know what it is like to do the, the state boards. So he said, one thing, remember, report to the RN. So I went in on that premise and I passed the LPN and I now had a license as an LPN nurse, but I never used the license. I went through, finished my four year. And when I graduated, the challenge really began. Nobody wanted to hire me because I had no experience. Mm. No qualification, no experience. And that was a challenge. Mm. I had a job in a doctor's office and I met some very, very instrumental, supportive people. And one of the doctors there referred me to a then nursing supervisor that was at Lincoln Hospital. And when I went for the interview, it turned out that I knew her family back in the Caribbean. Uh. It's amazing how, you know, God orders people's steps because I yes. didn't know this was happening. She said, well, I don't have any positions for an RN at this time. I said, but I have an LPN license. I'm willing to work as an LPN. And she made sure she told me, if you make a mistake or anything serious, they're going to go after your RN license. I said, I understand, but I have a mouth to feed and I'm willing to chance it. So she hired me as an LPN. And for three years, I worked as an LPN at Lincoln Hospital. Now, what is an LPN? What is that? A licensed, licensed practical nurse. So how is that different from an RN? Okay. They do not do assessments. Oh. Okay. They do not do assess. They report always to the RN. And that's what the, my counselor was telling me. They work under the directives of the RN. Okay. But that was your foot in the door. That was my foot in the door. Three years later, I was home and I got a call from that same nursing supervisor. And thank God for her. And she said, bring in your license because I know, bring in your credentials. I know you're an RN. And she upgraded me. And um, the rest is history. But I am, I have a, a great affinity towards the public health system because they opened the door that led me on the journey that brought me to where I am today. So tell me a little bit how you moved from being a hands-on nurse now as president. That's a big administrative responsibility. That was not my choice. I was chosen. I am a bedside nurse at heart. I am a trauma ICU nurse. I've been in the trauma ICU at Lincoln for, at, I was for at least 26 years. Wow. I, you saw everything. You saw probably everything that anybody could have, right? Yeah, yes. And That's I worked at hospital. in the heart of the South Bronx. Wow. I met some amazing and worked with some amazing nurses. So how did I get here? 
to make a long story short, when the private hospitals were on the strike lines, Mount Sinai, I usually, you know, support the union because I'm a union member. When you are um, become a part of the the hospital, health and hospital, you automatically were put in the union before the Janice ruling. So I was a member. And I liked all that noise, that rah-rah, the picket lines and everything. So whenever there was something going on, I would show up. And my now president approached me at one of these rallies and said to me, you know that there's a vacancy for the president of h and you show up to everything. I think you should consider running for it. And I told her, oh no, that's not me. I'm not doing that. And she turned to me and she says, you are here, look around you. You are everywhere I go. If not you, who will? And I oh. told her, no, no, I don't wanna do that. So I thought, you know, she kept mentioning it every time she, we would cross paths. And I said to her, I said, you know something? I am going to shut her up. I am going to run for the position because I know that there are more suitable people for this role than me. Nobody knows me. I don't have the qualification. I've never run for any office. I've never done anything. So except being the, 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 the president of the LBU in Lincoln, I didn't really do anything. So I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And when I lose, she will leave me alone. <laughs> this what a way to get a job. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it, it was. It was not to be had. You had to address the council and explain why you were the fittest person for the job and all that stuff. So I did that. And the other candidates had more experience. They had been on committees. They had been on community boards and all these things that they had done. And it was little old me. I didn't do anything. But I said one thing. I said, as females, we are taught to be subordinates. And we are taught to be subjective to hierarchy. And we need to change that. So the voting was cast. And lo and behold, I was the president without objections. There was nobody that was against me. And I I was like, I was flabbergasted. I was like, how could that be? (laughs) Well, the message you shared, look how powerful that was. You probably have it instinctually in you. And it came out, that kind of messaging really had the power to convince them all that you were the person to be president. So how many years are you president now? Uh, 10 months. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what's your mission as president? Well, at the time when when I was elected in this role, the city hospitals, our contract had expired. So we were about to negotiate our new contract. As if you go back a little bit to 2019, 2022, in, in the, pen, the COVID-19 pandemic, if you all remember the dark days of COVID. We'll never forget it. Shelter in place, yes, and all that good stuff. And um, the city hospitals were so instrumental in getting the city vaccinated and getting the city back on its feet. And, um, you know, we were the epicenter of this pandemic. But prior to the pandemic, we were always a struggling institution because we were always asked to do more with less. And we served 
some of New York's most vulnerable population. And, you know, we were led because of our dedication as nurses to provide care to these individuals this, despite their inability to pay, despite their, in, um, their immigration status, gender identity, their zip code. We provide care to all New Yorkers, just simply regardless. So after the pandemic, when the city hospitals became in grave jeopardy because of a vast number of nurses leaving the system, some because of burnt out from the COVID-19 pandemic, some because of mental anguish, but mostly because of the pay disparity, being predominantly a female profession and a, a profession that was predominantly uh, of women of color, which is also now a racial injustice. And we were on the verge of losing our public hospitals because they were bringing in nurses from outside, travel nurses, agency nurses that were being paid two and three times the salary we were being paid, we were not valued by the employee, I guess. We were doing the work or we were doing more because we had a vested interest in these communities. These people did not have the same dedication and interest we had in the communities. For us, it was not about a monetary accomplishment or a monetary gain, it was about saving our public hospital and restoring our communities. Incredible. So we had to get the city to understand that our public hospital system was in grave jeopardy and the nurses were about to leave. Well, how did you navigate the raise? Because you ultimately got a raise, is that correct? Yes, we did. We mobilized and we organized and we have great mentors and we have great supporters from the frontline nurses to the local government, city government, to Albany, to um, our allies, Arc of the Justice, a, a lot of borough presidents, public advocates, you know, just, just to name a few. I, I would not be able to name all the people who supported us and came out and stood with us and we started speaking out. I remember when we first kicked off our, our campaign, we started at 55 Water Street. And um, I remember I gave an interview to the report and says, we are putting the city on notice. Mm. We are not going to work under these conditions anymore. Our patients deserve better care. Our patients deserve you know, quality care, because healthcare is a human right, and it should never be a choice. Well, I think that that word healthcare is a human right. I'm very involved with people with special needs and disabilities and autism. And that's, you know, our challenge now. Healthcare, you know, I think how you handle the people who are most in danger is the quality of what a society is. I think you said that so well. Right. And that's really the mission of organizations and to rally people the way you did. I'm so impressed. It's really a lesson for poor people. How do you rally to achieve your goal? And you found the way. Maybe they, they, you had more in you than you knew when you were elected president. So, you know, I wanted to ask you, your success, how would you think 
you could advise young people today to achieve success themselves? What does it take to be able to be where you are? You know, the first thing is never lose sight of who you are. Remember, success is a subjective concept and everyone's journey is unique. You know, we have to first practice self-care, stay curious, never stop learning. Because like the commercial said, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. Mm. And challenge your limits, never limit your challenges. Well, I think you did that so well when they interviewed you for that position. Yes. As a public sector nurse, coming from a deficit of over 2,000 nurses to win an amazing historic contract of over 37% 37 increase, every single nurse receiving at least $21,000 salary bump. This was shattering glass ceiling of the pattern of a municipal union negotiation and restoring our public health system. Well, we're not quite there yet, but we are in the process of doing, providing safe staffing and ways to enforce our safe staffing ratios. And just every nurse and every patient getting the care they deserve and every nurse working in an environment that is conducive to providing quality care and also shattering the glass ceiling that when we fight, we win. And as we stand up in solidarity with our nurses and our nurses on the front line, we will continue to fight for our patients and our communities. What a great way to end our power woman podcast. I love it, Sonia. I am so grateful that we have this chance to chat. Sonia Lawrence, who is the president now of the New York State Nurses Association for the Health and Hospital Corporation. And all of us, I say thank you because we all need a strong hospital system. And you know, and I know that the nurses are the core of the great service that's given. So thank you. Thank you for being with me. And thank you for your great service to our, all of us through the Nurses Association. Congratulations again. Thank you. And thank you for all you do for getting our message out there. That is my joy. And so it's Victoria Schnepp signing off. Till next time. Bye now. Bye.